Today on Conversations with Kelly, we're talking about site readiness. For those of you who may not know exactly what site readiness is, it's everything that needs to happen to transform an empty space into a potential site for a new business. Things like electricity, water, and broadband internet can set a potential option apart from the others. Delaware is poised to reintroduce a number of bills that will help improve efficiency throughout this process and kickstart development projects. This conversation was recorded at Seaford City Hall in Seaford, Delaware. Welcome to Conversations with Kelly, where we sit down with business people across the state to discuss issues that are at the forefront of the business community. I'm Kelly Basil with the Delaware State Chamber of Commerce, and today we're talking about site readiness. With me, I have Shane Brakey, who's with Chesapeake Utilities, and I also have Trisha Newcomer with the city of Seaford. Um, we'll start off with Shane, if you want to just tell us who you are, what you do, and, and uh, what Chesapeake Utilities does. Sure, Kelly. Uh, thanks for having me here. Nice to meet you, Trisha. Um, uh, yeah, Shane Brakey, Chesapeake Utilities. I'm the Vice President of Environmental Sustainability and Organic Growth. Uh, it's a long title, but uh, in essence, I oversee economic development, but then doing it in an environmentally conscious way. And I've uh, been with the company for going on 30 years. I've had all different aspects within the company from accounting to customer service to operations, and now I'm on the sustainability side. And uh, been a very strong advocate for supporting the growth in Delaware and mm -hmm. the local economic development offices, such as here in Seaford and the county in the state of Delaware. And are you originally from Delaware? Uh, you know, I'd like to say yes. My dad was in the military. Mm -hmm. And uh, as many people are, they, they moved to Delaware because of the Dover Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. But Delaware has a way of keeping you here. And I, so I, I, <laughs> I was one of those kids who was like, well, I'm not going to go to college in Delaware, and I'm not going to live in Delaware. I went to college in Delaware, and I'm, I haven't left Delaware. So I'm in S I call myself a Delawarean, but I've was born in South Dakota and have lived in three different countries, but we settled here. Settled Delaware here. has a way of sucking you in. So we can't ask you the high school question, but you seem very Delawarean. <laughs> no, I, I went to Caesar Rodney. Oh, there we go. So that's so Delaware enough. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a proud writer. <laughs> so. Trisha, tell us about yourself and what you sure. do. Sure. So I'm Trisha Newcomer. I'm with the city of Seaford. I am the director of economic development and community relations. Um, uh, that sort of encompasses a lot of things. The main role is being that business liaison for business uh, the business folks that are here, working with other partners such as Chesapeake Utilities, really toward being that intermediary to cut through some of that red tape for mm. them. Um, and not just the new businesses, but our existing business uh, culture, we really want to make sure that they know that we're here to support them as well. And then through the community relations side, just really just being that advocate for Seaford. I've been here with the city for 24 years. Um, having various roles, so I 100% believe in this community. I am a Seaford native, grew up here in Seaford, graduated from Seaford High School, so I've seen Seaford through all of the good, all of the bad, um, and we are really starting to move the needle on some successful things here, and it's exciting to be part of. Uh, when you have grown up in a place and you have a position that gives back. It's almost like giving back to a community that you grew up in mm -hmm. and helped raise you. So um, it's definitely a passion project more than it is a job. That's really awesome. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we're here in Seaford City Hall today. So thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. <laughs> we're happy to have you. And there's a lot of activity going on in Seaford, a um, lot of development projects, again, which is why we really wanted to come here today to talk about site readiness. Um, but let's back up straight to the beginning. 
Um, site readiness, I think there's uh, a lot of people that don't necessarily understand exactly what that means. So let's, let's dumb it down and start from the beginning. What is site readiness? And I ask it to both of you. I'd love to hear both answers. I'll let Trisha go first. I'm sure she's, she's got a down pat. So for us, and I, I say this a lot to anybody that will listen to me really, um, <laughs> is site readiness is time is money for these businesses. We get, uh, a lot of times we'll get alerts from Delaware Prosperity Partnerships or we get just the general call and a person or a business is looking for something that they either want to expand or they mm -hmm. want to start a new business. and really they have their business plan and they, they know what they need to do to, to survive. And sometimes that two-year window of having to go through all the approvals, all of the infrastructure put in the ground and all of that really tends to change their mind. No, mm -hmm. I don't want to locate here in this community or, or anywhere in um, Delaware if it's not ready for me. Mm -hmm. So we site readiness is really taking that site, minimizing the amount of time. And, and when you say site ready, you want all of the infrastructure ready to roll. So pretty much all they have to do is get their necessary approvals for the building mm -hmm. and making that happen, not mm -hmm. all of the rest of the stuff that comes along with it. Yeah, and then it's, you know, she was saying earlier about the partnership, it's just making sure, you know, you're communicating amongst all the different groups to, to bring it all together because site readiness is very broad. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be from utilities to road to permitting to air permitting to you know site permitting to zoning whatever so it's there's a lot that needs to be done and so having those things out of the way or shortening the processes or having somebody as a liaison that can walk you through the processes uh, means a lot mm -hmm. and, I, and I'll use one example uh, so our company's been in Delaware for over 160 years we were started in Dover and we outgrew our Dover facility um, we came to that determination like four or five years ago. And we wanted to stay in Delaware because mm -hmm. we do have operations in Florida too. And we did want to stay in Kent County, but at the time there was, wasn't was a lot of opportunity. So we had to start looking elsewhere, which would have been painful. But then we did find a, a location where we did relocate to that was site ready and was one of the last ones in the county. And that helped us to, you know, stay in this region. But if not, you know, who knows what would have It would have been a huge loss for Delaware. Yeah. You're a very big yeah. company. <laughs> yeah. And you do a lot for the state. It would have been a big loss for me, too, because I wasn't ready to move. You weren't ready to move. No. <laughs> and I think a lot of what goes into actually making it site ready is, is the networking. You really have to know who's at Chesapeake Utilities mm -hmm. from a municipality perspective. Who's at Chesapeake Utilities? Who's at the state? What agencies do I need? And we try from the city perspective to try to really bring everybody, coalesce them all together at one time when somebody's coming in and really shorten that window as best we can. Um, but if you didn't, if you kind of just sat in your own silos, never reached out and had preliminary conversations, it makes it much more difficult. Um, I know we had had some conversations before we started on our Western Sussex business campus. We just talked about it a little bit and we'd had preliminary conversations with Chesapeake Utilities. Mm -hmm. And so I think once that ball started rolling, that made it a lot easier. Oh yeah, they were familiar with what we were gonna do and we were able to move the needle a little faster. So. I'm curious, um, how does that, how do you make those kinds of connections, whether you're a business from the outside coming in or a company that wants to get on, in on a project, um, how do you make those connections? Who do you talk to? What are the resources? I mean, one of, one of the biggest things from our perspective, and you know, we champion it here more on a local level, but 
you know, chambers. Mm -hmm. State Chamber um, does an amazing job of being able to coalesce a bunch of business folks in the room, and that's where conversations start. That's where you at least can put a face with a name that if I need to if have something to call, I know who I'm calling. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we really try to drive our business community here in Seaford to our chamber mm -hmm. because there's many people that, like, how do I get the word out? How do I start letting people know? I'm like, you've got a, a ton of folks that are ready to help you, actually. Mm -hmm. um, you just need to be not afraid to jump in, honestly. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about Delaware is, you know, you, they always talk about the six degrees of separation. Delaware's only got three. You know? So I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I could, you could throw out two names and I could figure out, you know, exactly who you are and what your family did and everything. Probably but, one of us are related. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. And, but, you know, but it comes down to, you know, the, because it's a small state and there's a lot of good positive relationships and interaction, you know, you have your, your state chambers, you have your local chambers, mm -hmm. you have your, your state economic development, you have your county economic development, you have your, your, your municipality economic development. And you just got to, you know, maintain those relationships with each. And that's what happens in Delaware. Everybody, everybody interacts and communicates. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so going back to the projects in mm -hmm. Seaford, sure. um, can you fill us in on what's going on here? Absolutely. So we um, have a track of land, it was about 115 acres track of land that we have owned since the late 90s. Mm -hmm. um, we've always had plans of adding it to the stock of our already existing business parks. We have a bus uh, an industrial park and a business park already. Uh, we've had numerous folks come in and we said, yeah, we've got, we've got land available, we've got everything you need, we can supply the water, sewer, electric, those sort of things. Um, but none of that was in the ground. Mm -hmm. um, so as I mentioned earlier, folks would just walk away from the table because it didn't meet their timelines. Mm -hmm. um, we have a very business-focused city council and um, very forward-thinking city council, which we're fortunate to have. And they, they made the decision a few years ago, we really need to be shovel-ready. Um, and so we had a partnership, uh, again, partnership with the city, the uh, Sussex County, the state of Delaware. We were able to coalesce funds to start that project. And so we're just about to complete phase one, which is the um, water sewer roadway infrastructure necessary to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And we now have a contract with a developer. Um, they've purchased four lots in the business camp, which is great. And they are going through the plans now for two 70,000 square foot buildings. Wow. Um, so. It's, it's been a whirlwind to see, you know, you've worked so many years to try to make something happen and to finally see that come to fruition is huge. Mm -hmm. um, but it, at the same time, since we started the project, it just seems like it's going so fast. Mm -hmm. um, so we're excited to see that first business get in there and, and get open. And it's, it's a win for Seaford, but it's really a win for this region because it's gonna provide a ton of job opportunities. Absolutely. Um, not just to Seaford residents, but anyone in the surrounding region, not even just Delaware, but you know, we're neighbors to the west is Maryland, so mm -hmm. um, we'll have many of those folks come here. And what is your role in these projects as a utilities company? So, I mean, I, I've got a couple roles, but one, I'm from Delaware, so I care about this stuff, and the employees of Chesapeake Utilities are from this region, and we want to see things happening in a positive manner. So, you know, we're, we're all bought into everything that's happening with Seaford and, and everywhere else. But so my role is to ensure that we as the energy provider 
um, on the natural gas side have the infrastructure in place. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and there was a point probably 10, 15 years ago that we weren't prevalent within Sussex County. Our infrastructure did come through Seaford, but we didn't have much infrastructure on the eastern side mm -hmm. like Selbyville, Millsboro. And so over the last 10 years, we've been really expanding our efforts to get gas throughout its entirety of Sussex County and the state of Delaware so that, you know, that's no longer a, an item that people can't check off the list. And so I help to facilitate that process. What other items are on the list that a business is looking for um, to consider a site, you know, move-in ready? Well, when we receive alerts, a lot of times there's, you know, you're looking for capacity for um, sewer, mm -hmm. or some of those just water capacity, electric capacity, high-speed internet is a big one. Um, some are specific, very specific that they want natural gas. Mm -hmm. uh, it just varies on who the business is that's looking. And it, so you don't necessarily always get it right, but if you have at minimum, the basics of mm -hmm. those things, you can build it out from there. Mm -hmm. yeah, and some will push the envelope and say, I want rail, right. or I want access to the highway, you know, I want an interchange. Yeah, and it's so, hard to build another railroad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, well, it can be broad. but Yeah, and from the Southern Delaware perspective, a lot of times we get taken out of the equation early on because they want to be close to 95. So, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we also do things differently down here, <laughs> so. Um, and that's one of your selling points, exactly, too. I mean, exactly, exactly. You're, you're not meant to be a Wilmington. Right, right. Um, so I'm curious, what are, and, and you can talk about this from Seaverd standpoint, mm -hmm. um, and if you want to answer it more regionally or statewide, um, but I'll ask you kind of a two-part question. What are some strengths that Delaware has on this topic already, and what are some of the things that we can work on? I'll say the strengths are, again, because of its size and relationships. I mean, mm -hmm. you can get to the, whatever level you need, you can get to the governor and he can help pass, you know, some, some grant funding to mm -hmm. help support something like that. Um, and then, you know, just the relationship side is definitely mm -hmm. strong. But then there are on the, the other side, things that we can always improve on is just how can we shorten that process? Mm -hmm. You know, what are the, 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 the road bumps and the, and the red tape that we need to address. Um, and so there are other agencies that you have to deal with and we need to make sure that they work in parallel, not in a series to get things done. You know, cause sometimes if you gotta wait for one group to get their thing done before you move to the next, that just adds to the timeline. So you gotta mm -hmm. get everybody kind of working together, which isn't always done that way. Can you share an example of a time where you kind of ran, ran into this red tape Oh, I bet you, I bet you, you can do better. But I mean, there's always the, you know, the, the, you know, we work with builders, developers quite a bit on the residential side, mm -hmm. and quite often you'll hear the concerns about the, the Del Dot entryway or the Del Dot road widenings and things of that nature, trying to get those items approved, and those can be hurdles. Mm -hmm. uh, and I hate to, you know, mention one group without mentioning another, but I mean that's just an example of one. Sure. Yeah, and we've, I mean, we've. That's sort of what we try to do when I say um, we embrace the business, we'll, we'll walk the process with them. So mm -hmm. if they do run into those hurdles with a particular agency, we'll, we'll be at the table with them. Um, because for Seaford, what may seem like a minor business, minor retail business, for Seaford is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Whereas Wilmington, Middletown, you know, 
it's not such a big deal. It, it's a perception thing sometimes for Southern Delaware, you know, you have certain things and your community has arrived. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of gets lost. And so we, we've been to the table many times to try to help smooth out, because often developers, particularly the new ones, you have your seasoned developers that 100% know the process. Um, but those that are just putting their toe in the water, they really don't know, and just to have somebody that will come alongside of them and, and help them through the process. And that's really where we try to, to mm -hmm. operate in that space. I was space. getting back to my question. I feel like that's a real strength of Seaford yeah. um, because there are so many areas that you have to go through mm -hmm. in order to get a project done. Right. Um, to have someone along the way and kind of guide you through that process yeah. is huge. Yeah, and, and again, it goes back to, and Shane alluded to it as well, is, is the relationships, whether it's, in a state agency or I, I have a significantly good relationship with a lot of the communities around us. Mm -hmm. um, we, we joke a lot of times, you know, everybody seems to think we're competitors and we're really not. You know, we all want to see good things land in our community. That That's 100% how we are. But at the same time, we also understand in Sussex County that their win or our win mm -hmm. is a win for the county, which is ultimately a win for the state. So um, we do work really well together. That's great. Yeah. That's really good to hear. Um, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. That happens. <laughs> There's no bug in your ear telling you what to say? No. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, if you want to go back to like some of the weaknesses, again, is the time, the time that it takes to make some of these things happen. Um, and we're, we're seeing some changes throughout the state that are really starting to shorten that time frame. Um, probably not as fast as we all hope. I think today's eight, day and age, we're all very instant gratification. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? With when you have the internet and everything, it, Amazon can have stuff to you within a couple hours usually. <laughs> so we think everything should happen right. in that time frame. Um, it doesn't always it shouldn't. Well, happen that's an in interesting that thing. Frame, you know, people have become more impatient yeah. as technology has kind of seeped into our yeah. lives. Um, and you mentioned six months or um, the, the, the Ready in Six initiative. Yeah. That's kind of one of their their big things about um, moving project forward is, uh, what was it? I want to say 2018, the state chamber had um, our Developing Delaware conference and brought in site selectors. Um, and they mentioned that Delaware was taking about 24 months right. to move through a project um, and that kind of the, the industry gold standard is six months. And so how can we get there? Yeah. Um, do you think that the states in the last few years has kind of worked closer to that? Is there things that you can cite that have made processes easier? I can't come up with one particular process. I know that there is an eye to minimizing that time. I know from our perspective in conversations with uh, some of our legislators, they get it, they mm -hmm. see it. Um, we try to work very closely with our local elected um, and state legislators to, to really keep them in the loop on what's going on, what the process is, so that they kind of have an idea when they're making those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, there have been some things. I can't necessarily pull out one particular thing that's gone faster, yeah. but we're having the conversation, which is that's something we haven't had. Yeah, and it starts with the conversation, yeah. and then we've got to start progressing from there. But one thing that has changed is that there has been more funding available to mm -hmm. support these initiatives, yes. and that wasn't always that was there. my question. Okay. You mentioned funding. Okay. I'm sorry, keep going. That was, keep going with okay. that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, 
So I think through these conversations about the time, there's also been the conversations about the need in general. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the items they realize they can fix quickly is to have money available to help support site readiness. Sure. And so there's, you know, from the, the government's outlay to some, you know, local agent, uh, municipalities and the county have been putting out additional funding. Mm -hmm. So I think that's helped quite a bit as well. And that is a huge win that the governor kind of put his eye on oh, that. Yeah. Um, you know, this past year, the site readiness fund, it was its first year in existence mm -hmm. and it had um, $10 million funded towards it. Um, I think they spent almost all of it and they had a mm -hmm. slew of applications that they were able to um, fund projects. Um, and I know the state has funded it again for next year, another 10 million. Um, is that something that you think the city would take advantage of? Absolutely. Um, I think it's huge because for so long there was infrastructure monies available for development, mm -hmm. for developers, um, but municipalities really couldn't access that. So when you think about it in terms of our business campus, we really needed to have the developer come along to buy the property, then make it site ready. Mm -hmm. Where now, because of some of these funds, the site readiness, we actually were able to um, secure some funding through the Transportation Infrastructure Fund, TIF funds. Um, and because of those opportunities, we're able to take and do some of this work so that, you know, Shane decided he wanted to come and build, we're ready. You know, all you got to do is your site work and what you need to get mm -hmm. yourself up and running. And, and these are really long-term investments. Yeah. I mean, this is money that's going towards a something that's going to be there for the next 50 years. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's well-spent money. Mm -hmm. And they're also, you know, putting eyes on buildings that could be repurposed or sites that can be right. built up because... Um, you know, people like Kurt Foreman who are trying to bring companies Absolutely. here or help companies relocate because they're growing. Um, he needs a, like a Rolodex of, um, I can't believe I used the word Rolodex. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen one? I have not. Okay. Uh, a Rolodex of options of sites that he can say, oh yeah, this is what you're looking for. I've got one right yeah. here in, in Sussex County. Let's go take a look at it. Um, yeah. And so that's really what we're working towards is yeah. giving businesses options. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the other good thing about Delaware is, you know, it's a very diverse state, mm -hmm. and so we can, you know, we can cater to the finance side, to the warehousing side, to the agricultural side, to the retirement side, you know, and it's so we have a I'm gonna say Rolodex, but a potpourri of you know options out there for sure. you know whoever it is that's coming into this area. Well, I'm curious, are there any specific industry or industries that you're seeing a lot of activity from right now? Not necessarily one specific industry um, that I've seen. I, what I have seen, um, particularly since the pandemic, is now that there's a lot of more individuals working from home, there's mm. much stronger demand for high-speed internet. Mm. Um, I think we're seeing folks that worked and lived in the cities moving to places like Sussex County mm -hmm. to be closer to the beach, yet can still work for the large corporation as long as they can do it from home, but they need that internet access. Um, that's an interesting point you make. Yeah. Um, I know that's another priority of the governor's right now is um, making Delaware the, the first state to have universal broadband, broadband. Yes, um, which is really cool. You know, first state and first state. Um, uh, and Delaware is already one of the most wired states right now. Um, but to your point, there are still pockets 
um, geographically that, that just don't have yeah. it. I actually live in one of those pockets. Do you? <laughs> yes, yes. I cannot imagine uh, yeah, not having access to the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have, yeah, we have broadband access. Very, very limited, but yeah. Yeah, so it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So some of the industries we've seen uh, a lot of interest in are the warehousing. Mm -hmm. You see that you know throughout, but also we've seen a lot of inquiries about agricultural around like greenhouse building okay. um, and uh, aquaculture of like you know fish farming. We've seen a lot of interest of, in that those categories here on the Delmarva Peninsula. Okay. And so the, the nice thing about those two uh, markets is that you know on the warehousing side and the logistics side, you know from the jobs perspective, you have Dover Air Force Base. That's actually a good pool of resources of retirees that can come come help on the logistics side. Okay. And then on the agricultural side, you know, we have mm -hmm. it's, it's an agricultural society down mm -hmm. here that really can help support, you know, mm -hmm. that industry as well. And I think we've, you know, seen unfortunately with the pandemic how having access to some of the agricultural products has been a challenge in some areas. So I think you are going to see more of those large facilities that will come in and, and do aquaculture and some of those type of things. Yeah, I think these supply hurdles, supply side hurdles, yeah. are going to create opportunities for, for local establishments to be able to, you know, grow things locally, mm -hmm. build things locally. I, I think the it's shown that our dependence on um, products from overseas is going to hurt us in the long run, so you're going to start mm -hmm. to see a lot more domestic um, manufacturing and growing going on. Well, so I'm going to transition a little bit based on that point. Um, it is great to kind of bring all that back here and yeah. make it local again, but do we have the workforce to support it? We're fortunate here um, in that when you don't have, you don't necessarily have the skilled workforce, we have a really good relationship with uh, Sussex Tech and Delaware Tech. Mm -hmm. Delaware Tech has a phenomenal workforce training program where they'll work with the existing business to see what the needs are and, mm -hmm. and what curriculum needs to be um, established. And that's been huge. I know we have a logistics company here in Seaford mm -hmm. that they actually have crafted a certificate program based around logistics, um, based on their very specific needs. So that for us is huge. Um, we try to sell that to any 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 business that's coming existing or or coming to the area that you know if you're missing something or if there's a special skill um, and I know Sussex Tech's doing a phenomenal job with their adult program. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of demand for skilled laborers right now. Um, Huge demand. Welders, I think, is one of the biggest ones that there's mm -hmm. such a shortage for, mm -hmm. and so they're really trying to wrap their arms around <laughs> that training and making that happen. That's great, and and I feel like they're implementing these programs now at like record rates, yeah, yeah. which is really cool to see. Yeah, um, and even starting back too in kind of high school and encouraging the trades earlier mm -hmm. is really nice. Um, so not only is it upskilling people, mm -hmm. but we're also encouraging the next generation that these are great careers. Well, we have you know our like local high school is really trying to work with the business community to have some of the high school students get out into the community as a um, co-op. It, sort of, just to kind of see what's out there. We actually partnered with the school district and had a high school intern. We had two two different high school interns. Um, one actually ended up coming to work for the city. Um, so it, it's 
it really helps students, even if it's not just Seaford, just in general, to, to realize, you know, you mentioned you wanted, you weren't going to come back to right. Delaware, you weren't going to go into school in Delaware. Um, but when you really find out what the landscape is and that you could do certain type jobs making a certain amount of money, sometimes I think what they don't know, they don't know. And mm -hmm. they, you know, they just got to know they got to go off and go somewhere else so they can make better money when there are good paying jobs they're just not aware of. Um, you're, I have to give a quick shameless plug. Uh, exactly what you're describing is um, why we have a program at the chamber called Intern Delaware, and it is designed to help businesses show off the opportunities that not only they offer, but the state offers. Mm -hmm. So it encourages people coming out of college to either stay here because they're from here, mm -hmm. or maybe they're going um, to the University of Delaware and they're an out-of-state student and thinking about Delaware as an option after college. Right. Um, and so that is exactly what we do is we expose them to all sorts of different professional development programming, volunteering, um, there's social gatherings, um, and we really kind of sell them on the culture of the state. I think many of us, I mean, myself particularly, you had all these ideas of what I'm gonna be when I grow up, and you grow up and sometimes that's not really where you wanna be and you just don't know. And so exposing kids young enough to all different kinds of avenues, you know, beyond just the doctor, the lawyer, the teacher, the, no, I don't wanna call them basic careers because they're not basic careers, but you know what I mean? That's where most people land. And I think really exposing them to a landscape that's so much more vast mm -hmm. really helps us in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have two employees. Uh, one's in our uh, IT department, one was in marketing, and they've been with the company for two years, but we brought them in as uh, interns when they were just seniors out of Polytech. And so they wound up being interns for us for four years through college. And now they've been employees for two years. So when you say they've only been employees for two years, they've actually been employees for six years, and you forget mm -hmm. about it. But but anyways, you, you, you foster that relationship, and then you know they get to see the value of the company, and then they wind up. Most people, once they see what's out there, they wind up staying mm -hmm. because it, they feel more comfortable with it. And it's, so you just got to educate them of what the options Definitely. are. Definitely, and. I went through Leadership Delaware a few years ago, yep. and um, is it Michael McMasters, yeah. your former CEO? He, yes. He was an intern, went mm -hmm. all the way up to CEO in your company, and he was a speaker in our program, and that was a very powerful story. Yeah, so um, I've, I've been with the company probably, so I said almost 30 years, like 28 years, and there's probably half the company's been there longer than me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, we had a, a gentleman that just retired with 50 plus years of service with the company. I feel like you don't hear that anymore. Right. No, no, so, <laughs> right. so, so it's, a, it's a matter of, you know, but again, just trying to get that conversation going with these people to get them to realize, you know, what's here, who we are, that's the toughest part, is mm -hmm. how do you get to them early, and, and having these internship type programs is a great way to do it. And you mentioned, you know, Leadership Delaware, being an uh, LDI alum myself, you have, you have, this preconceived notion, I've lived here all my life, I know Delaware. Yeah. And you go through a program such as Completely Leadership Delaware I and you, you come to find out that you know nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that same concept of, you know, these, well, we all know when we were in high school, we knew everything, right? <laughs> so they, they know what they know and they don't wanna hear, but to be able to expose them to things, mm -hmm. it's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was, I was the past chair for the Central Delaware Chamber of Commerce and went through the 
Leadership Central Delaware program probably 15, 20 years ago. Again, same thing. Yeah. I thought I knew Kent County, which is where you know this program is. But then you get to go through and see Kraft or you know the Dover Air Force Base or some of the the schools, and it's like I had no idea. There are businesses yeah. you ride by on a, on a daily oh, yeah, basis, and you're like, oh, they just do. They just make widgets. Yeah, yeah. Then you get in there and you find out, okay, they make widgets, but it's it's this whole scientific process to make that happen, and oh yeah, it's it's well, such an eye-opening experience. When I like to brag about Delaware to non-Delawareans who may, might not know who where we are on the map. Um, I love telling them that ILC Dover makes spacesuits here. Right? It's one of my fun yes. like, facts about Delaware. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, but getting back to site readiness, um, I, we actually are almost out of time. So I wanted to ask you all one last question, um, and it's going to be kind of a, a big thinking question. You know, if you had one recommendation of something that we could do as a state or, or on a lo more local level, what could be done to make site readiness an easier process, get it done faster so that we do have that Rolodex of options? Mm, good question. I mean, I don't know what a, a single solution is, but I think we need to be honest and open with how well we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so let's say we have a goal to get to six months, we should be reporting on how well each of our different areas is doing to accomplish that, mm -hmm. and that way, if we start to see, oh yeah, it's 24 months here, and then we can start to really pinpoint what the real problems are. But we don't really have that database that says, all right, right. you know, how long are these things taking, and what are the hurdles for each one? And we need to kind of have that, and then we can all get on the same page and say, all right, well, here's here's a common problem. Let's let's focus on that as a team. You know, it's got to start from the state level and work its way down and how can we address it that way. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I would piggyback on that and say probably one of the things, we, we are having the conversation, but probably one of the things that in this process, through this process we should do is maybe not have just a conversation with the state because they have their knowledge of how things work and then you get, you transition that into a process and there's hurdles. Mm -hmm. So if you really involve developers, you involve companies like Chesapeake Utilities, municipalities, those sort of things, and really come up with a plan collectively, I think that will be able to make us have ready in six. Um, and I'm sorry, I said that was my last question, okay. but I do actually have one more. Um, because, you know, based on that, there, there was some activity this past year in um, the legislature, and they did have a couple bills that sort of had to do with this, um, one being about temporary um, entrance permits and another about kind of modifying the plus process for economic development projects. Um, what what does that mean for what both of you do? Um, does it help? To me, to me, it shows that they're talking about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, and I think that means that, all right, somebody identified those two things as hurdles mm -hmm. and so we're addressing those. So to me, that's a, it's a great start. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that there is a problem is is probably the first step, and anything that we can do to, to minimize time for us or for you or for a developer to be able to make things happen and so you have a business open and you have people going to work, making money and providing for their family, that's, that's key. And as you both said, this is a long and complicated process, so it involves a lot of people and a lot of conversations to get us there. And I, as you said, we're, we're on the way and we're starting. Um, and so I wanna thank you both for also being a part of that today um, and being a part of the conversation, how we can do better and be better. 
Um, so thank you both for joining. Um, if our listeners did want to get in contact with you, how could they reach you, Shane? Um, well, you can call me on my cell phone. Whoa, uh, you're going to give out your cell or phone. Or just go to uh, <laughs> chpk.com, and there's a section there for economic development, and you'll see my picture, and you can just click on that, and it'll email me. Perfect. Yep. They can call here at the city office, or they can reach me by email, or go to www.c4de.com. Great. We've got a section on economic development as well. Wonderful. Thank you again for, for joining us. I hope you have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Kelly, a show by the Delaware State Chamber of Commerce. If you have responses, questions, ideas for future topics, or just want to get in touch, you can reach out to me at kbasil at dscc.com. That's K-B-A-S-I-L-E at dscc.com. Or send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. You can follow us there to see bonus content from the show. Thanks to our guests and to our production team, Short Order Production House. If you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. I'm your host, Kelly Basil. We'll see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.